Judge is ready. Okay, and so that's how I ended up almost puking into my brand new coffee thermos on that bus ride home. Okay, that story does not make for a fun intro. Do you have anything else? Okay, let me check my notes from Saturday. Um, okay, I have a story about judge lounge etiquette. Ooh, and this really great anecdote about a student calling me racist. Uh, and the words, Morgan Freeman, America's postman. Wow, I am genuinely excited to hear all of those things. On this week's episode, we do a recap of the 2015 WFCA State Tournament and share some of our favorite moments from the day. This, this is Forensics Faces. Melissa, it is the Monday after WFCA State Tournament. How you doing? I am rough, Kurt. How you doing? I'm a little rough. It's been a rough <laughs> couple days. Oh, the WFCA hangover is real. It is a thing that exists. See, because unlike other people, you and I weren't didn't plan into our schedules. You know what would be a good idea? Let's take the day after state off. No. I, of course, went and worked an eight-hour day at my, like, regular job. And I had a better day. Yeah. But I did take a 10-hour trip to Chicago to see a really great show. But there was a lot of driving involved. Yeah. I shouldn't have planned it that way. But... Oh, well. Eh. Too late. (laughs) We survived. What is sleep? Ugh, something that we obviously don't need. Otherwise, we wouldn't be forensics coaches. Exactly. But... I had a tip-top wonderful day on Saturday. I loved it. And I totally will admit that a third of my enthusiasm was the weather. It was gorgeous. It was perfect. I feel like it's because I said something on the internet. Yeah. I put it out there in the world that we should be prepared for bad weather and therefore, we got good weather. Yeah, it wanted to prove us wrong. Can I? Yeah, yeah. Because the it world, was all you, Kurt. the world likes to prove all me you. Wrong. It really does. So yeah, if you were one of those people who listened to me and brought an umbrella or a coat, sorry, you didn't need it. It was gorge, and gorgeous. It was. It was. I loved it. I would have. It would have been nice for the ground to be not as wet as it was. Sure, sure, for sure. sitting on. But that's okay. That's when a gentleman kindly offers you his jacket, or in my case, uh, their performance binder to sit on. So oh. It works out really nicely. You just take the pages out and then you put it, you know, ringside down and then just provides a nice place. I mean, my caboose is a little bigger than a performance binder, but it worked. Okay, great. Yeah. So thank you to my wonderful team that lets yeah, me that sit is, on their that stuff. Yeah, super, super gentlemanly <laughs> of them. Um, I actually got to go outside. Yeah, which this, normally this doesn't get to happen. Tournament. I now know. Well, I, I knew where Todd Weir Hall was. Okay. Because I've been to that one before. Yep. Top of the hill. Because of... Um, NSDA qualifiers last year. Yep. But now I also know where the church is, and I also know how to get into Bartlett Hall Whoa. on Ripon Campus. Oh my gosh. I know things. Way I to go. I know where places are, because John Peschel had me like running errands, and I was like, I have never left Harwood Union in, in like the 10 years we've been running the tournament here. I've never left this building. Way to go. But, okay. I'll go. Like, I knew where that was and where Storzer was. <laughs> End of the list. So I actually, I, I used a map and I knew where stuff was. You listened to my advice of reading the map, Kurt. I did. I did. Oh, hopefully other people did too. I wasn't even on campus this year for prelims. I was at the high school, which was wonderful. In some ways. One, there are fewer categories there. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, fewer kids to have to run around with. So it felt like a regularly sized tournament, the amount right. of kids that were there. Uh, the only thing I didn't really love was the wait for the shuttle buses. <laughs> we've, we've talked about how much I hate shuttle buses before, but I, I I was just grateful that it was nice outside. Yes. And I understand that we should feel lucky that to have access to the shuttle buses, mm-hmm. but... I was hungry and getting impatient, but shout out to Peter Woods who went and got me a delicious, delicious sandwich from a local cafe in Ripon and uh, supplied me lunch because he is a wonderful, wonderful, oh, lovely man. That's right? so nice of him. I know. He's the, he, like, you don't think that How he's nice? How did he nice? even make that work? He just like walked. He's he just, just like, well, I guess he just it is like left. literally like right there. Yeah. Like downtown. Ripon is, right is like the smallest place. So that's, it was yeah. totally great. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. I so you probably had a better it. lunch than I did. Oh, I'm sure I did. <laughs> not, well, hummus, not, that, not that the lunch was bad, but yeah, yeah this no, was but, definitely And bad. mine was tailored to my dietary needs, which is to not eat They did meat. have veggie burgers, though. I know. I I gave my lunch ticket to one of my students. Okay. Yeah. That was sweet of you. Yeah. He forgot to bring cash, so yeah. Mama Melissa on the case. What you going to do? Here's a veggie burger and some pasta salad. Hope you like pasta salad. going to pass my vegetarian needs on to everyone else. <laughs> I will convert my whole team, except I won't. 
So yeah, um, what else about the day? There's so much to talk about. So I mean, should we just like go through it chronologically? Do you think? Sure. Like okay, so we get there, mm-hmm. we register. Yes. Well, we get there and the red shirts didn't get on our bus, which I was really confused what about. What happened? I don't know. They were just like standing outside, but luckily, uh, former Sheboygan South student Allison Macknick was out there, yes. and I got to squish her face and tell her how excited I was to see her. And then she, I was like, can we like skip the spiel because you know us and you know that we're smart? And she's like, mm-hmm. yeah, let them run through. So it felt very like cool bouncer at the club of her. Cool. But yeah, got there, get registered, uh, had tiny, tiny chocolate chip scone. How was it? It was delicious. It was so petite. I loved it. I will not lie. I did sneak into the judges lounge early and grab a chocolate frosted cake donut Mm. um, and set it on a plate and brought it over to where I was registering people just to make sure I got one because I do typically like they put out the good stuff first. Yeah. The donuts and the scones and all that goes out in the first and then they start to do like the I don't know like the coffee cakes and yeah the coffee cakes. And like the plain donuts, yeah, yeah, just like and you then know, like, like and then like the and then the, then the fruit that no one wants to eat, like exactly. the strawberries always go, and then the pineapple, so there's nothing left but melon. Luckily, I and really see, like I melon. melon. Yeah, I so I'm totally melon. cool with it. I'll yeah. like, I'll get up in the honeydew and the cantaloupes. So a lot of people Amen. will leave them. Yeah. So but, I, I I did steal a donut early to make sure I had it, and then after I ate it, I remembered that I had had a donut on the bus that morning, and I was like, oh no, two donuts! Oh, you earned it. You, you Treat yourself. Treat yourself. I don't I don't even walk down to stores. Anymore. Like, do you realize that? <laughs> like, that is like the privileged position in which I find myself at the WFCA tournament. That like I just get Carrie Baker to drive me. So shout out Carrie Baker. Thanks for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah, but that we're jumping way ahead. Okay, so we have the morning meeting. Yeah. Joe Meineke, our president, has some lovely words for everybody mm-hmm. to hear first thing. And then we get to one of my favorite parts of the day. John Peschel, elementary school teacher. Boom, boom, boom. Telling, <laughs> telling everyone. A group of grown, group of grown people. people. To if they're ready to listen, please put your pencils in the middle of the table. And of course, because we're wonderful, a good majority of us literally like you stop look around and everyone doing. stop what they're doing and put, put their pens in the middle of the table. <laughs> it was so great. Also, and I'll talk about there were multiple moments where you're just like, Oh, John Pestle, you're such an elementary school teacher. I love it. And I live with an elementary school teacher, so those habits are totally like things I'm acquainted with, you but I'm sure it. other people were like, what is this man doing? But I loved it. Just so you know, John Peschel, I totally appreciate it because sometimes you do need to talk to these adults like they're children in order to get the message I through. mean, I feel like that's what we were doing last week with yeah. some of these rules about state, like bring a yeah. map. Yeah, <laughs> read the map. Be prepared to walk outside. Oh my like, gosh, you know? how dare you? <laughs> like, come on, man. Just, you know, but like sometimes you just really got to break it down. Yeah. And it is smart to not assume that people know things. Yeah. In that situation. Yes. So that's that's good. And, but and but I, pre- I, did, I did genuinely love that moment. Oh, I, like... we all chuckled, but we appreciated it because it worked. Mm-hmm. A good, most everyone set their pens down. There was a woman next to me, though, who was still filling out her critique sheets. And so mm. I just kept, I kept shooting her dirty looks. Like, did mm. you not hear him? Did you not hear him? But she Mm-mm. kept going. Mm-mm. My death stare was not dark enough. I guess not. But it's hard. It's hard to have like a really dark death stare when John Peschel is like smiling at you. Yeah. His dimple, even from like the back of the room where I was, like his dimples were still getting to me. <laughs> oh, he's so adorable. I love you, John Peschel. J Pesh mode. <laughs> J Pesh mode. Another Peter Woods nickname. Exactly. Of amazingness. That that's a whole. That's that's pretty much his whole own episode, though. We'll get Peter in here to yeah, talk about exactly. his nicknames. We could just do a retrospective on all of his tweets from executive and team or uh, membership meetings. Yes, because they're the best. That'd be great. But be we're distracting great. ourselves with Peter Woods. I know. Well, uh, if anybody thought that this was going to be a really focused episode. Oh, it's not. Obviously, you don't know what it's like to, <laughs> to go through to the go state. To go through state term. Like, uh, at work today, like, I'm, I managed to hold it together at work today, but, like, my brain is fried. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, sorry everybody. <laughs> this is just gonna be an episode where Kurt and I make we're, eye contact with each other and tell each other stories, we're just going back and forth. Because we didn't even like get to catch up after the tournament because no, a story all. that I'll tell later uh, prevented me from being a uh, fun bus ride That's person. True. I don't I don't know what to call myself. I'm sure there's a better word for it. But again, got that WFCA hangover on mm-hmm. strong and can't think. But so I then, after the meeting, proceeded to go to right. and this the is high where, school. This is where your day gets more interesting than mine. I mean, 
not, I mean, you get to like see everyone though. I didn't get to, the the only person who I knew, I knew two people who were at the high school judging. Mm-hmm. One was Mary Berkey, one of your judges, mm-hmm. who like I rode the bus with and everything. And then uh, Deb Trust was doing intake at the ballot oh, yes. table. So, but I didn't like see anyone else because there wasn't like a judge's lounge to hang out in. Mm-hmm. And almost mm-hmm. everyone there was assigned three rounds. So it was just like round, 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 shuttle bus. But I saw lots of, really good stuff and it made oh, me so that's happy so exciting so and i heard so much of that so i was at ballot collection at harwood union at mm-hmm. the at the campus um, and i did have a really really great day sitting with amy geyser from marquette and katie mcclellan from brookfield east who we love um yeah we like they're, they're both such great women and great coaches who um who are so smart about what we do and have mm-hmm. such great perspectives on yes. what we do as coaches. Um, and so it was so nice to just sit and have a conversation with both of them. Yeah. Um, where at no point did I, you know, get that like squinched up feeling inside where I'm like, I don't like what you're saying right <laughs> now, but how <laughs> but do I, I have to smile to anyway? Nice? Yeah. Like they, they just, I think um, those are two people within our organization who have really healthy perspectives on, on what we do yes. and get that it's important and get that the activity is great, um, but don't put so much pressure on themselves that it becomes unfun. Yes, and, and, but they and also I'm not run naming great programs. Names, but there are some people who lose the fun of it because they take oh, it so seriously. We don't need to name names. The second you say people who manage to suck the fun out of it, anyone who's listening is going to have the picture of at least two to three people in their brain. Right. Because like, it's different for all of us. I'm it sure. is. Everyone has. We all come to forensics for a different reason. We stay for different reasons, and some people's reasons aren't nearly as cool as ours. So yeah. that's their choice, though. Yeah, but I did. Kudos to them. Going back to my original point, which was taking ballots at Harwood, I had so many judges coming up during prelims. Yeah. Saying, "That was the best round of pros I've ever seen in my life," mm. and it's like, wow. And, yeah. and these were these are judges who I know and respect. So I know it's not just hyperbole and I know yeah. it's not inexperience. Like these are people who know their stuff. And they were saying that was some of the like in preliminary rounds, that was one of the best things I've ever seen in forensics. I was I was just so excited. And I didn't get like the categories that I judge. My judging day was play acting, Farago, and special occasions. So none of the categories that people associate with being like incredible forensics categories, but like my Farago round was mm-hmm. insane. It was so good. And the kids in it were so much fun. I liked every time I judge Farago, I like to start the round asking if any of the kids know what Farago means. And mm-hmm. if they do, I automatically get up and high five them because I'm just like, I'm just such a cool judge. Oh, but God. I'm that judge. I know. You don't <laughs> like when kids are familiar with you. I'm sure that coaches are like they hear about that judge from Sheboygan South who like high fives kids like, oh, she's so unprofessional. But especially <laughs> at state, like I walked into them and I could sense how nervous they were. Mm-hmm. So like I asked them what, if they knew what Farago was and then I explained it and it just like set the tone really nice. So when everyone gave just like really incredible performances and they were such good audience members for each other and like the round ended and they were all like complimenting each other and stuff. And it just like, it made my little judge coach heart so warm. But the best thing I saw that day was in that round. I guess I can just say it now because you don't sure. have a best thing that you saw. Yeah, I don't. But I saw a young lady do a Farago about heartbreak, which sounds like really cheesy and could be like really overwrought. But I like two and a half minutes into her piece, I had that urge in me to like get up and hug her. Like I just wanted to like, like I was just so believably in the moment with her. Like I felt every emotion that she was feeling, I was so connected to her. Like I, my pen was like, frozen midair above my critique sheet and all of a sudden I looked at my timer and it was like seven and a half minutes in and I hadn't written anything yet because I was so like sometimes you get into performance but you are just so connected to them that you don't want to have to look away at your ballot and then like at the end of the day I saw her waiting in line for the shuttle bus and I was like I just want to thank you for the performance you gave second round because it was one of those moments where like I felt truly lucky to have gotten to watch that performance and she I didn't see her she didn't break to the final round or anything but that performance that she gave me that round was just incredible. Like, I would, if, if, it, it was just so good. Oh, so I can't, I'm like getting goosebumps just thinking about it again now. It was so great. And it, the piece selection was so thoughtful, and the way that she approached everything was so vulnerable, which is really hard. Like, you can't coach vulnerability. Mm, yeah. And she just had it. So I was just like, I really hope that you're not a senior because I want to be able to watch you perform like six more thousand times. So please oh. come back forever. So I was just, I was all about her. But there there were so many pieces in that round that was really, they were really good. And the 
things like the kids were talking about were not necessarily safe Faragos either. So I was just That's good to hear. It was so I'm so excited about that category. I really think that it's something that could really is really becoming more than any of us thought it could be. Yeah. And there is and I don't know if this is a secret or not, but like the NSDA sent out a a survey like last month seeing like would you like to add a category to the national roster? And it mm-hmm. was basically describing Farago. They called it oil, like oral interpretation of literature. Yeah. But the way it was described is basically Farago in yeah. the state of Wisconsin. And, and on I, the collegiate level, I, it's called POI, which is like, uh, like, I don't remember. It's like it something. POI? Yeah. Performance of oral interpretation. I think so, something and it's like and it's and it's the idea of Fraga where you're approaching something. They 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 intertwine the things a little differently. We 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 sort of arrange some Fragos in our team mm-hmm. the way they do on the collegiate level this year, and I just think it's so cool. So I really hope that does pass because yeah, it'd be nice to have more categories in the WFCA that are nationals applicable. Yeah, absolutely. So so that's really good to hear. That's so good yeah. to hear. Yeah, no, I, d- I didn't get to have a favorite performance of the no. day because I didn't get to see anything. Yeah, so I'll just do mine. But so And then, um, so we finished, right? Prelim rounds. Mm-hmm. We go back. <laughs> Announcements of semifinals. Okay, John Peschel, beautiful, wonderful man, but standing up in the front of the room. All right, guys, so in about five or so minutes, we're going to have the assignments for semifinals. Now is a great time to go use the restroom if you have to and gather all your things so you're ready to go. <laughs> and And... And like he really did, that. and then he did it again before final assignments. And I was like, "You're such an elementary school teacher, I love it." Because my roommate does the same thing. Like we'll we'll be like about to like go down to Milwaukee for something. She's like, "Did everyone? Did you go to the restroom already?" And I was like, "No, I don't want to worry about it." And then she's like, "Melissa, you'll know you'll regret it." And it's because she's an elementary school teacher. Mm-hmm. And so like in that moment, I was like, oh, "You're so cute." Also, the picture that he posted via the WFCA Twitter of his classroom students putting together the judges folders made my life i was like put those kids to work start them young i didn't even see that it was great that's awesome i loved it so but those moments were wonderful and then i got to judge a semifinal. uh i judged the one of the semifinals for oil and it was spectacular like it could have been the final round it was so good uh the people that so i that judged was poetry then that you it saw. was po no i saw prose my room was prose Oh, sure, sure, sure. Because we yeah. started poetry semi-final. Okay, yeah, sure, it was sure. pros. And, uh, <laughs> Somebody tweeted that from the WFCA account. Maybe I could remember. <laughs> it wasn't you. It wasn't it, you. No, it was me. <laughs> I, I had to tweet that from the WFCA account. But the people that I judged with weren't the most enthusiastic judges. Like, one of them was really cranky. Oh. And it made me really feel bad. But again, because I'm me, I was just like so overly enthusiastic about this i mean i was genuinely enjoying the performances but i just wanted like i made sure to clap really loudly after every performance and like really go for my ballots but each one of those six kids were incredible it was not fair it made it so hard at the end of the round i was just like uh didn't know what to do so when it's really hard how long does it take you to fill out a ballot oh i still Okay, so I, I use the block system. I call it mm-hmm. the block system. A lot of judges will, will have like a grid or something mm-hmm. where I'm ranking the students throughout the round as it goes through. But uh, like I'll do it after the end of each performance when we're like waiting for the next one to go. Mm-hmm. And it was just in those moments between each performance where I was like, oh, crap. I mean, either <laughs> one of these. Yeah. Either one of these. And so having to take that moment to be like, okay. Really think about this. Okay, yes, yes, mm-hmm. going through. So it was just, but having to, that doesn't normally happen where I'm having to like really deliberate between each performance as deeply as I was. Right. And at the end of the round, I, I felt really solid about it. But I also got distracted because the other oil semifinal was going on on the other side of the wall. And my, one of my students was in that semifinal and he oh, happens no. to yell at his piece. <laughs> and his his yelling, of course, coincided with a very quiet moment in my room. Always, and so. Always. I just had to I, like physically I, bite on my knuckle because I was like, "Oh, Matt, I can hear you." I cannot Good job, even but I can tell hear you, you how many stories we heard like that coming back from semifinals. Yep. About folks who were like, "The next room, it was so you could hear everything, and there was only a cloth divider." And it's like, eh. yeah, get over it. Just it's be glad like, we had a room. Well, it's. And some of them said that they're like, "I get that we should, you know, be grateful that we even have the space." Um, but you know, that's really hard and it's tough on the kids. And uh, and I guess my perspective on that is like, yeah, but is that bad? No. That the kids had to learn to deal with a, a distraction like that. Like my... for any of them who want to go on and perform, um, in any capacity in life, whether that's you have to deal public with it all. speaking or being on stage, like 
distractions happen. Yeah. So. My play acting round uh, at the high school was in a succession of rooms. There were three rooms attached together that had windows. Mm-hmm. So you could see what was going on in the rooms. To the left of us was another play acting room. To the right of us was a round of moments. And the rooms were oriented the complete opposite of ours. So the kids who were performing could see the other kids who were performing. Right. And so for one of the groups I had to write, be more aware of your environment because you're letting it... You're, you have to compete. You have to compete not right. with just the room, but what's happening outside the walls. So right. it's one of those things that a lot of kids aren't aware of. And sometimes it's the walls being too thin. Sometimes it's the uh, HVAC being the, the loudest, loudest thing on yeah. earth. Yeah. Sometimes it's a basketball tournament that's happening. It's just one of those things that These kids... These are things that happen in yeah. schools where things are happening. <laughs> you deal with Lots it. Lots of stuff happens in schools. So, But yeah, and then I didn't judge a final round, so... I went and got coffee (laughs) with uh, Peter uh, from Ideas and then Christina Dell from Fond du Lac and then brought something back for Mr. John Peschel. Yeah. And then just sort of hung out and waited for the award ceremony. And that whole time I was taking ballots, Mm -hmm. sorting critique sheets, and or getting pulled into the tab room for something exec board related, which did not happen this year nearly as much as last year so universal high five to the powers that be good that job everyone so many fewer complaints came in this year yes um so that was that was nice yeah so yeah um and then we get down to the award ceremony and we get to see how our kids do yes which is so oh no no no. okay let's not even get to the kids stuff, okay because something so important happened okay um well, you know exactly what I'm going to talk about, right? Like, okay, so first of all, we handed out scholarships, and I'm super, super proud of my young lady, Elizabeth Gartman, Yay, who, who won one of the scholarships. I'm super, super happy for her. Um, but then we hand out the Hints Award. Oh my gosh. I also have my own story for this story, but you first. <laughs> so gratifying. Like, first of all, let me say that these three nominees, and they always are, but like it was like the three nominees um, as as the past president of the WFCA, it's my job to chair this committee, mm-hmm. the awards and nominations committee. And I had so many people write to me personally just to say, I'm so happy to see this person nominated. I'm so happy to see this person nominated. Um, I got to see so many stories from people who thought these were they were so deserving, these nominees. Um, and they were. It was a really good class of nominees for good. 2015. Um and I, 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 I guess the part that I love the most is I think our winner, Elliot Fisher, um, I think he understood that. And I think he was genuinely moved by the fact that he won. Yeah. Because um, was... I think he saw how worthy everybody on that ballot was. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be selected from that group, I think he got it. I think he really did because he... He definitely had a moment. Yeah. Um, which I'm sure, I'm sure, like, was exacerbated by the fact that he had just run, run our a, state yeah, tournament. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm sure probably, part of that was exhaustion. Yeah, he, you know, like, uh, yeah, out of his mind a little bit from everything he'd had to do. Um, and he was outside of himself for so much of the day having to work for other people and mm-hmm. do for other people. And suddenly here's your organization embracing you in this really special way and recognizing the hard work that he put in. Um, and I hope that's what he felt. I hope he felt yeah. how much um, the WFCA embraced him at that moment and yes. thanked him for the work that he has done. And not just because he was tournament director, but because no. of what he does for our organization as a whole and also just seeing the work that he puts in with his students yeah. is just so yeah. lovely. So he he had a little moment yeah. where he got a little verklempt. Yeah. And, um, the- and, and uh, you know, and, and here's the thing that I love about that moment I think the most, which is that it was such a real human moment for those kids to see a coach have. Mm -hmm. And I know we probably all with our own teams, they they see our humanness for sure. They see our flaws. They see us at our worst. Because we are not perfect people by any stretch of the imagination. (laughs) Um, And these are smart kids. So if we think we're fooling them, we're not. Um, But it was such, you know, for everybody in the WFCA to see that and that awe that came from the audience was just like they were so, they were, you know, it's like they get it now. They they see that this means something to everyone 
Um, and he was the conduit for that emotion mm-hmm. that like this means something to us, this activity that we that we devote so much of our time to. Yeah. Well, the thing with. OK, so the second that Elliot's voice broke while he was like giving his little acceptance speech. So half of my team had already left to go back for a, like a spring swing event. Yeah. So I had a very small contingent of students left with me. But the second his voice broke. I swear a third of them to almost all of them, I couldn't see them all, turned around to look at me because they knew that I would start crying with him <laughs> because I am, one, I'm very empathetic as a person and two, I'm such an Elliot fan. Mm-hmm. And like the second that he that I saw he won the award, like I was just like, I was so cheering so loudly. And then the second his voice broke, just head whipped around in chairs. Are you going to start crying? She's gonna, guys. I think she's gonna yes, start crying. Yes, everybody, shut yes, up! I'm, I'm gonna going, start crying. Shh, shh. <laughs> Listen to the speech. Don't look at me. And then I'm trying to. I'm doing that thing that women do where they look up and they're like waving at their eyes because like I can't even. And then I'm like, and then luckily he like kept it kind of brief. And then and then he thanked his co-coach John. And then I was done. I was yep. just like, yep, I'm gonna cry now. Laugh at me all you want, but like it, sometimes it's, a lot of coaches don't acknowledge their support staff and i'm i'm totally guilty of not having like not doing that all the time with my co-coach but i understand the importance of them of not being able to share that burden with someone and getting to see someone else do that and i'm also such a john fam route just like you guys it was (laughs) bad and of course i'm sitting next to peter woods who's like making fun of me and my students are all like are you okay do you need a tissue and i was like no i need you to stop looking at me now (laughs) so it was, I was just a little hot mess. That was such I'm a such cool a crier. Moment. It was lovely. It was such a cool moment. And then you came up and you're like, all right, let's do trophies now. And everyone <laughs> was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. We, we, don't need, we don't need feelings anymore. We've all had enough emotions for the day. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was so cool to get to see kids who have worked so hard do so well on our own teams, but also kids we've seen working so hard this season mm-hmm. and like getting to share in those moments with other teams, like John Boss, Eric Wabatos East, his team taking home their first state championship. Like, yep, yes, I was in the division with him, but I was still so excited for him to win because I know how hard he has worked to build that program. And that's what state for me is about, right. is getting to see people who have worked their tails off, see that come to fruition. And I, and it, this is not always the case. And when we talk about our best and worst moment of the day later, I can elaborate on this. But I do feel like for the most part, state is the, the venue in which... It, it's a meritocracy that the, the folks who have worked the hardest really do seem to excel mm-hmm. the most. Um, and I was so happy to see your student, Matt, make it to the finals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he's had some really tough breaks this yeah. year. His senior year. His senior year. And I get that. I've been there. Mm-hmm. I've been that guy who like, people are looking around like, why aren't you doing better? <laughs> What's wrong? You know, so that was so nice to see to see him have that moment and for the most part like the kids you see up on stage that last in that that final round it's like yeah these guys they've been around since the beginning of the season they Mm -hmm. have put in the work these are these are names i know they have they came out strong they continued to improve and here they are yes and that's that's that just makes my my little heart so happy it does i like it so much so it does and then and before I forget, also congratulations to our three Hall of Famers who are going to be inducted this yes. year. Dora Sexton, Woo! Bonnie Knight, Woo! and Ronald Steinhorst. Ooh, I, I love know. it. I, I like when, when you're like in his 51st year, my students were like, nah. I was like, you don't even know, you yep. guys. Like most coaches are lucky to be around for 10 years. Uh, the fact that mm-hmm. he's been around for 51 is a freaking miracle yeah that is a testament to how much he cares about the activity how much he cares about his kids and also just how freaking ba ron steinhorst is as a man <laughs> exactly he is so. awesome and because i will remind you that like he has retired from teaching like a long time a ago. long time so he ago. was the coach at new london for so many years yep. and built that program up to something that was truly epic and had national champions on his team um, and then retired from teaching and, like, immediately started coaching at Wapaka yep. with Lynn Luce. And I was like, and now he's taken over the program. And, and he is, is now has a, a support staff, which he, I believe, will be passing this on to. But you know what? He's one of those guys that I am sure will be doing this until the day he drops. Yeah. We, we, have, we have not seen the last of Ron Steinhorst. We cannot get rid of him. Which is why I am so happy that the WFCA changed the requirement for being in, a hall, in the Hall of Fame um, from having to be a retired coach to simply having been with the, you know, with the activity for 20 years. So, oh my gosh. which is a pretty incredible milestone to reach yeah. in and of itself. Uh, even thinking about of, getting there. All Ooh. of our 
all of the nominees this year were like way past that 20 yeah year oh my gosh so they've all been around for so long and are still doing incredible mm-hmm. great things with their program yeah. so and that's and, gonna be a fun spring meeting and there's more to honor like yeah. i am uh like this year is gonna be great and the, we're having uh for the coaches out there we are having the wfca uh spring meeting may 9th in uh wisconsin dells yes. but the may 8th Following the executive board meeting, which happens Friday night, we're having the afterglow. Uh, and this is something that Deb Tross is bringing back. This is where coaches get together, share a few cocktails, share some stories. And that's when we're really going to celebrate those three Hall of Fame inductees. Yes. So please, please join us in the It's going to be so fun, you guys. Weekends. I have such fun memories. The first ever spring meeting I went to of going to the bar and feeling very awkward. and like, I don't know if these people want to talk to me. And then all of a sudden, like five minutes later, I was out on the floor dancing with Bonnie Knight and Peter yep. Woods. And it was just like, great. And then ended up at a karaoke bar yes. with Peter and Tim Scheffler. And just like at one moment, just looking around going, what is my life? Like, I know, right? what is here? But come to, it's so, going to be so fun. If you've so, never yeah. been to a coach meeting, this is a good one to start. Absolutely. This is, and this is off topic because we didn't plan to talk, no, about, we're doing we anyway. talk about this at all. But like, if you're one of those coaches who's wondering like, how do I make these connections and how do I get to know people? I'm telling you right now, this is it. Yes. Come to that Friday night event. You can get rooms at the Chula Vista. $99 discounted yeah, ninety nine bucks for the room. You can share with a buddy uh, if you if you want to keep it cheap or get your school to pay for it if, as part of continuing ed or something. Yeah. Like, um, show up. Don't just show up for the meeting. Show up Friday night. It's so get fun. involved. Have some fun. Get to know these people on a. We want to make more friends. We, you and I want to make more friends. Yes. But really, like I didn't fully embrace this activity until I started sitting one on one in a room with people and just talking mm-hmm. and finding out, like, oh, I am not the only person who has really down moments about this. Yeah. I am not the only person who doubts myself all the time. I'm not the only person who's struggling to get kids interested or struggling to find pieces. So, let's all get together and talk about how much this activity hurts sometimes and then have a couple cocktails and just have a great time enjoying these wonderful personalities that we have gathered in this coach community because we have some crazy great personalities and and some of them keep it reserved around like when when, like when you're at a tournament like you're professional you need to be but when you're not at the tournament and you have the opportunity to just let go a little bit and relax. It is so fun. You and will hear the, the best the stories. The very best stories. Oh my gosh. I like. I wish we could do a podcast about some of the stories I've heard, but we can't. No, Because you no, need no. to come to the nope. Afterglow and hear them for yourself. Those because stories yep, are reserved. Being forensics coaches, a lot of them also tell them in great fashion with wonderful, like, weird voices and getting to hear them interrupt when they just start laughing at themselves, reliving the memory <laughs> is great. So anyway, please come. It'll be fun. We promise. Great. Okay. So back to the state tournament before we move on to our, uh, how did you phrase this? Our rose and our thorn? Yes. I'll explain okay. later. Okay. So before we move on to that, um, let us very quickly say a huge thank you to like the the four people who really made Friday and Saturday happen. Yes. Tim Scheffler for running our student congress. Yes, which my student said was wonderfully done, so fun, everything was so timely yeah. and fully appreciate that cuz it's not always with congress, yeah. but Tim Scheffler did a wonderful job. Snaps. And not only is he running our tournament, but he's also like one of the best advocates for that activity yes, which for, yes, which for deserves more debate. recognition than it gets. Yes. Whole um, other episode. Whole other episode. Thank you to Dino Pape. Uh, who was our site coordinator for the state tournament, yes. coordinating all of the services that Ripon College provided for us, the volunteer red shirts, the food, the locations. Mm-hmm. Um, he, that is all thanks to him. Um, and he has been such an integral part of our time at Ripon College. Yes, um, and making it so a, lovely. As an organization. And so thank you, thank you, thank you to Dino Pape. Um, and finally, of course, Mr. Elliot Fisher and Mr. John Peschel, uh, who... Run such a smooth day. Yes. Like, you don't even, like, I didn't, no one has to think about anything twice because they've thought about it 6,000 times. Let me tell you, people. I, again, I was collecting ballots. I was a ballot table attendee for Harwood Union, which was on campus, which means there were, like, six categories that were handing in ballots to me. We had our own instructional binder. Like, that's, that's how organized these guys are. They have created such... Like so many resources, so that when their time comes to pass this on to somebody else, like the, the literally, literally collecting ballots for Harwood Union has its own binder. 
with That's like so great. these are the thi- these are your expectations. This is what we're asking you to do. Like if these questions come up, refer to this. Here is the documentation for like who's in what room. If somebody if a kid comes and asks you their code or where they're supposed to be, like all of that was in this binder and just provided to us. That's ridiculous. I know. Like so that's the kind of work and energy that these guys put into the activity. Um, and I feel like they are constantly striving to make the experience more positive for the students. And and for that, I just say thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Like can't can't even. It was it was so great. We're so lucky to have you in our association. And Kurt and I are very lucky to consider you actual real life friends. I agree. So thank you so much. Yes. But on from the sappy stuff, before we move on too far, I have two (laughs) ridiculous anecdotes that I have to share because if I don't, I'm going to be really upset with myself. Go for it. Okay. Judge lounge etiquette. Something we don't, we we always talk about like the bus driver section of Mm -hmm. a judge's lounge. Sure, sure, sure. But this weekend I saw the stupidest thing I have ever seen in a judge's lounge. Uh And I've seen some dumb stuff. Okay. So if you're a listener of this podcast and you were in that judge's lounge, did you just get nervous? Like, oh my God. Oh my gosh. If I'm talking about you, don't even come for me. I don't want to be your friend. I appreciate you listening to my podcast. But (laughs) I was going to say, if you listen to the podcast, I want to be your friend. Harvard Union is a beautiful large room and there are plugs around the walls and there are everyone. It's a long day for this tournament. So lots of people are trying, are plugging in their laptops, charging their cell phones, mm-hmm. doing their things. A lot of people will monopolize an outlet for maybe like an, like an hour or however long it takes to charge their phone sure, sure. and then free up the outlet. I came back from judging a semifinal round to go sit down with the Fond du Lac females, Christina Dell, and almost tripped on someone laying on the ground, napping in front of an outlet into which she had her phone and laptop charge, just monopolizing the out- outlet, and to ensure that she was the only one using the outlet, decided to fall, and sl- fall asleep in front of it. I was just like, Ken, what is going on? Like, what is happening? We are grown <laughs> adults, and you yeah, are asleep <laughs> on the floor in order to monopolize an outlet. Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? And of course, because Christy Knudsen is who she is, there's an outlet right next to it. And she was like, I'm still going to charge my phone. (laughs) So she's just like reaching over this like unconscious woman, just like, just like checking her phone still. And I was just like, you're the MVP, Christy. Yeah. But I couldn't, I just couldn't handle it. I was just like, why? Get off of the floor. Like, please just get off the floor. I can't. I was going to say, that's the part of it that I think bugs me the most. I don't like, know. Monopolize I have, the I have a lot of feelings about this story you're telling. Yeah, because the monopolizing that part bugs me. Um, but then there's also like the like yeah, like we we don't lay on floors. No, I don't, I don't think not past like the age of 22. Yeah, unless unless there are like a few of those circumstances where you're like you're really sick yeah. or like you have indulged too much. Sure. Or uh, that's about it. Right. So. Yeah. Please don't lay like on the those floor. are those are just circumstances like don't. To be just on like the floor. get off the just go sit in a chair and sleep <laughs> with your head on the table like all the rest of us or go drink the coffee that they provided all day long. Yeah. They provided coffee all day long. Go drink it. I just couldn't. And I had to. I, Christy was like, you and Kurt better talk about this on the podcast. I was like, it's already in the notes. It's already in there. Okay, so what but, else? And then <laughs> Okay, so at the high school, I had a really quick third round special occasion and went to go like meet up with my students and realized I had left my jacket in my first round room. And so it was a play acting round. It obviously was going long. So I sat on a bench outside of the room, not really thinking about it. So there are students coming out of rounds and one student says, oh, it's not very nice to be racist. And I was like, what is happening? I'm literally sitting, I don't, I'm not on my cell phone or anything. And I was like, excuse me? And then he points to behind me where this bench is situated. On the wall behind me is a large banner that says, Stand up to racism. So you're sitting. So I'm sitting on a bench in front of a giant banner that says, Stand up to racism. I hadn't even realized it until this one kid was ballsy enough to call out the moment and say, Oh, so you're a racist. And I just, I couldn't even react to him. I was just like, Oh. That was on point, kid. Oh, right? I was just like, Oh, and then he and his friend just like walked away and I, 
it was just it was lovely. That's so so I so kudos to Ripon High School for situating a bench in front of a sign that says "Stand Up to Racism." <laughs> just so somebody but can sit just down. Just so someone to has to sit down, and someone else can tell them that they're racist. I will not stand up to racism. <laughs> I will sit down and rest my weary toes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was it was a great moment. Okay, so what about this more? Uh, Morgan Freeman thing. Oh my gosh, and Morgan Freeman. Okay, the award for the most creative take on a special occasion speech goes to the kid who did a speech of retirement for (laughs) Morgan Freeman, who this kid had decided in this alternate universe that he created had given up on acting to go work in a post office in Connecticut and had, like, built this whole rich backstory for him and just, like... Told, like talked about like had all these like fun quippy stories of like these like crazy kooky things that Morgan Freeman the postman had done and the whole time I was just like staring at him I was like you have thought so much about what it would be like if, <laughs> like I'm like I'm sure if I had asked him he could have talked for longer than six minutes he could have built me a whole he could probably start his own podcast it's just a universe where Morgan Freeman works in this post office and I loved it like I wrote, like he did he do a Morgan Freeman voice? Did he have? Oh thank God, did he no! Have the gravitas. Oh no! I, uh-uh. you, can you? This is so unconvincing. <laughs> <laughs> this is the he, that was the worst Morgan Freeman impression I, in the history I really of the world. Liked it, but <laughs> <laughs> because he, I have such a high voice, yeah. like, Even when I go low, I just oh, kind of sound like I, a butchy lesbian. <laughs> Plus, Morgan Freeman's voice is so distinct, like. I just can't. I can't even like. Um, I we cannot. Do, yeah, let's not try. Let's, let's stop. But we are standing up to we, racism. We, <laughs> <laughs> this is going so astray. Woo! WFCA Hangover 2015. <laughs> Hashtag for the episode, guys. When you listen to the episode, use that. Yeah. Uh, and let us know that you enjoyed it because you probably didn't. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, his his presentation wasn't the best, but his creativity was the best thing I saw all season. I loved it. If you are the, if you are listening to this, kudos to you. Next time I see you, let's talk about Morgan Freeman as a USPS post worker because it was great. Done but it, anyway, done. so on to our rose and thorn of the day. So okay. when I when we go on nationals trips or just like overnight trips for forensics. I like to play Rose and Thorn or Best Worst. So you talk, the thorn of your day was kind of like the worst, like the kind of crappy thing that happened to you that's like still bugging your mind. Sometimes it's a student being really terrible. Sometimes it's like my shoe broke or I threw up between my rounds. And then the rose of your day is like this really great thing that happened to you. Mm -hmm. Like my shoe broke, but my third round was the best round I've done my pieces. Or Melissa brought me Taco Bell because I was crying alone at nationals, which is a thing that happened. Uh, Yeah, so Rose and Thorn of the day for us. So we always start with a thorn, though, because that way we can okay. end on a better note. So, Kurt, what was your thorn of the day on Saturday? Okay. So one of the things that they ask you when you're collecting ballots at the state tournament is to not react if you see something about your own kids. Like, mm-hmm. don't like if they if you see one of them getting a one, go, oh yeah. Don't <laughs> thank the judge for giving them a good score, and don't like go, like yeah. if you see a bad one. And actually, I tried really hard, and I didn't have a hard time doing this because. Most of my kids weren't in the categories I was collecting. A yeah. couple were, so I saw. And you're also a great actor. I saw. I saw very few of my own kids' scores with you know having two other people there to collect mm-hmm. ballots, but I saw one, and it was my thorn of the day. It was after semifinals, and the solo serious ballot came in, and I was so determined not to even take one, um, but it was one of those moments where like the other two girls were already doing something, so bring it on. I have to do it. Like I'm not slowing things down. Mm-hmm. And he set solo serious in front of me. And I'm zipping through, and it's like, okay, that score matches. And then it's like, my kid's code, seven. <sighs> my returning state champion. And you know at that point, like, that, that seven seven's gonna get her. finals, like, she's done. So then it's just a matter of, like, okay, did something happen? Was that just a really stacked round that she ended up in the bottom? Mm-hmm. Nope. One... Two seven. Oh, I discovered that later in the day. I only saw the seven, and then I saw that she hadn't made it through. And it was like, well, I guess we'll see if that was like a consensus that she was, you know, not in the top of that round, or if it was just that one judge. Turns out it was just that one judge, mm. which is 
so painful. Yeah. So painful because, like, you know, that, you know, I had I had high hopes for her. I was, I was. Um, I mean, she's always worked hard and she's ridiculously talented. Yeah. Uh, that being said, like, there was some really tough solo series competition last year mm-hmm. as well. So it was a pleasant surprise when she won state. Yeah. Um, I thought her piece this year was better, stronger. She worked harder on it. It was more challenging, mm-hmm. and I thought she really deserved that final round again. So that was my thorn of the day. It was mm-hmm. just having to see that come through. Having to be the guy who, like, checks that in. Yeah. I was like, come on. I have to be the one to validate this. Yeah. I hate it so much. The only plus side was that the one in that round was your kid. So it was like, well, at least... But now At least guilty. there's that. Because like, oh. they're good friends, too, because they're so yeah. serious buddies. So I'm Absolutely. sure there's that level of feeling bad. But, yeah. Um, my mm. thorn of the day luckily didn't happen until after we left the tournament. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, which is most of you, <laughs> I have ridiculous motion sickness issues. And you would think that after all of these years constantly riding on buses, I would be like cool with it. I would have figured out a system or something or like been prepared. But I just don't. I don't know why. I'd like next, My goal next season is to like have a system to not feel like I'm going to throw up all over myself. But uh, I passed out critique sheets to my students, had way less than normal because most of them were already gone. Mm -hmm. But like three sheets in, I was just, I was feeling dizzy, like cold sweat. I was like, I need to get these out as fast as possible and get back to my seat. I got back to my seat. I was, I like, I could feel how pale I was. And all I wanted to do in the world was throw up. But because we had only been on the road for like 20 minutes, I'm not going to be like, hey, can you pull over this bus so I can get off of it and try my hardest not to get back onto it? Because otherwise I'm going to puke all over myself. Hmm. So instead, I opened up my coffee thermos that I brought with me for the day, <laughs> put, put my jacket over my head, put my headphones in, and cried silently, waiting until the moment came that I was going to throw up into my coffee thermos. Like, I was, I had already resolved myself to the fact that I was going to vomit. Like, I was going to end this, like, this really great season my team had had, and this really awesome day that we'd had, like, as a team and as individuals, with me just, like, crying, mascara running down my face, throwing up into a cup. Like, I was already at that fact. Luckily, one of my students came up to check on me, because... She was is lovely and was like, are you okay? And I was like, no. It, and I'm sure it was fr- sort of frightening, but she has seen me at even sicker points. And so I it would just ruined the day. And so the second I got off the bus, I didn't even like hug anyone or talk to anyone. I just got in my car and went home where I proceeded to vomit. Yeah. But I felt really, be- I felt better. So it was fine. But it was just not, and then I, but I didn't get to like participate in any of the bus conversation or like chat with anyone or talk to the kids about their critique sheets or anything like that. I just was a puddle of bouts to puke and it was not fun. So yeah, to any of my kids who were like, Melissa, why were you so mean on the bus? It's because I didn't want to vomit on your face. It was, it was that level. Yeah. So it kind of like put a damper on the whole day. But there were other good things that happened. Like, what was the good thing that happened to you, Kurt? Uh, I have to say my rose of the day, and this has been the case for the last three years because I've had the honor of handing out awards at the state tournament for the last three years. I love nothing more than seeing a kid. And I don't know if you can tell from the stage, but it, like about half of them have this experience that when they realize they just won the state tournament they start to shake a little bit. Mm. Like they get so emotional and I don't think they know what emotion to have. Yeah. So their face goes completely blank and they're shaking. Like it's just little micro shakes that I think Mm. you probably have to be closer to see. But they're shaking. And then they don't know how to act when they're supposed to like... Shake hands and accept the plaque. um, Because to me, that's the sign of a kid uh, who... Who needed that? Yeah, which you is know. so nice. You know, it's because you know. I mean, there, and there's nothing wrong with winning and knowing that you deserve to win, or knowing yeah. that you put in the work and you, you know, you earned it. There's nothing wrong with that. But to me, it's even more special when clearly they think they didn't, mm-hmm. and it, and it's a surprise to them. Yeah, and it means something to them. And it's always, I always like to see like. 
not necessarily what's happening on stage, but when that person comes off the stage mm-hmm. and all those kids that they had just been in that final round with who all technically really just had lost to them, right. but just embracing them and hugging them and seeing the yeah. kids from like each other's teams, like running down to hug each other, like yeah. after they'd won and seeing those moments, like those are, I like that too. Those are I so agree. nice. So what was your rose? Um, my rose was, uh, so, I mean, we're, we're both from schools that do like well, but for some reason, Sheboygan South, we always have a state ends up being sort of like an iffy situation for us where like students who have done consistently well all year, something just happens at state where people just don't like them or they're just having an off day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this year, I'd say four of my hardest working students, I'd say there's only one exception who didn't make it into, who didn't break further, who I really do believe deserved it, but she, she's got nationals to get, to get through. But my, the four pieces that I think have worked the hardest this season all made it to semifinals. And then those four same pieces that made it to finals. And I remember just, just like seeing their names like up there again. And like that, like proud mom moment that yeah. I had, I was just like, I'm so proud of all of you. And cause they just all like there it's three individuals and then a group of four who I have seen put in so much work this season but also aren't they don't they didn't expect it they none of them like that morning on the bus are like well I don't expect it to do well but just getting to see them on the final stage and uh three of them were seniors or groups of seniors and so getting to see them end their season with a final round placing at state just like oh it just made my heart so warm and that's That's one of my favorite hugs the hugs you get to give a kid after they have final that state like when they got their plaque in their hand and they're just all smiles and you're just like, mm. yeah. So, That's oh, good. and and I also and then also had a Congress semifinalist, but yeah, or finalist, but she knows how I feel about her. Right. I was also excited for her too, but <laughs> we should probably start wrapping this up because I think yeah, people are done hearing us talking. Yeah, this has been one of our longest episodes that we've ever done. Yeah, with but... like the least amount of viable <laughs> <actually> content. <laughs> Whoops. So, but you know, this is part of what being a coach is too. You have yeah. to share these stories and you have to share this time and and again, join us May eighth and 9th. Yes, to, we, we'll, to have we this probably experience. won't have a lot of content. We probably won't put anything out. Right, so this we're reaching the end of our of our regular forensic season, yes. and so um, you know we may do some episodes around nationals. Mm-hmm. Um, we may do an episode uh, at the spring meeting. Yes, um, but that's all up in the air. Uh, yes, and, and don't expect anything from us. And hopefully over the summer we'll have a chance to sit down with some people. We have a few issue episodes that have been suggested to us mm-hmm. from uh, from fellow coaches who want to come on and talk about something they feel passionately about in the in the forensics world. And and so hopefully we'll have some time to do that this summer. Yes. So um, expect a more sporadic release schedule of episodes. But we promise to warn you when it's going to happen. Like, yes. we're recording an episode. Everyone get excited. And we promise that they won't be like this one. Yeah, well, Melissa promises that. Right. Oh, I love it. Uh, so, uh, so thank you to everybody for, for listening this season. Yes. We've had a blast making this. Yes, it's so um, much fun. And and if you have something that you want us to tackle or talk about or or just bring some attention to, uh, you know how to get in touch with us. Find us on Facebook, on Twitter. Uh, uh, go go to our website. Email us at listen at forensicsfaces.com. Uh, let us know. We, we want to hear from you. And we have loved, loved, loved hearing your feedback um, yes. in person and online. So uh, keep it coming. And with that, I'm Kurt. And I'm Melissa, encouraging you to listen, think, and speak. Preferably in that order. is produced and recorded in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Our theme music was composed and performed by J.J. Hammeister. More info at ForensicSpaces.com. Whoa.